Hey guys, Cheryl Nemhard here and welcome to On The Path Podcast. Listen, it's Women's Month and I'm going to be celebrating all month some uh, sheroes and girl bosses that have really inspired me. First up, we're going to be speaking with global faith leader, national speaker, executive producer and host of See Her Love, a national faith talk show here in Canada. I'm speaking about Melinda Estabrooks and we're going to be talking about her brand new book, Always Know, a collection of inspiring words and stories from over 50 contributors. In this conversation, it's one of the most real girl talks I've had in a while. We're talking about overcoming shame, finding hope, choosing joy and freedom, how to be kind to each other, and the importance of allyship and so much more. Such a good conversation. Join us on all available podcast platforms or subscribe to my YouTube channel and watch the show over there. I will see you on the path. You're listening to On The Path Podcast with Cheryl Nemhart. Follow Cheryl Nemhart on all social media platforms. Oh my goodness, Melinda, this is, I think I, <laughs> to have you on the other side of this interview, I can't tell you how long I've waited for this. Oh, my heart's about to burst. I love this. I mean, you can even tell Cheryl because I'm in a casual comfy sweater in my living room because I'm ready girl I just want to have girl talk hang out with you I am so excited to be here with you really this is this is an honor and I'm I'm like bursting my heart is I love it I love it and um for those that are just kind of tuning in and if you didn't hear in the intro I just have to say it again I have the honor and the privilege of journeying with this visionary uh, in an incredible national faith-based show, talk show called See Here Love, which is right across Canada. And uh, I've been an OG six seasons in, and she just keeps getting better and better. And the show keeps leveling up. We're going to talk about so much today. Um, Melinda, I, I'm so thankful that you're here. Listen, I, the truth is I, I'm a real, I'm a real fangirl because uh, I know your life story. I know your journey. I know what it took to get here. Uh, here you are, you're an executive producer, uh, national speaker, faith leader, um, visionary of this entire show, See Here Love, which I love because we are known for like honest conversation, tough topics, uh, social justice, inclusion. There, there's nothing left off the table. You, you, you go for it all. Um, what made you decide to do such a bold show? I mean, uh, you know, that's what people love is that you, they know we're going to tackle it with wisdom and grace, but we are going to speak about it. What made you decide to do the show and how did that come to be? Great question, Cheryl. Thank you so much for the gush. And I really appreciate it. I really honestly, we'll talk about this later. Just so appreciate uh, you in my journey as well with See Here Love. But how it started was I was on a show, which you remember from 2006 to 2013 called Full Circle. It was the first actually Christian women's talk show that was airing on 100 Huntley Street, the longest daily running TV show. And we were the Friday edition and we became daily on Yes TV. And when it ended, seven years, 500 interviews, we ended that women's show, there was a gap. At that time, Cheryl, a number of women's organizations and conferences in Canada at that time ended as well. And I remember having a conversation with a number of women. They were like, what next in Canada? Mm. Who's going to kind of bring women together uh, to share story and encourage the next generation? And 
that seed was planted. It was like, honestly, the, the Holy Spirit, God just kind of like downloaded. It was like an aha moment. And I remember thinking, who is going to do it? And I remember really clearly this voice saying, you. And, and Cheryl, listen, I have no real kind of production background. I mean, I worked at a show called Listen Up Now Context with Lorna Duick, a faith leader here in Canada. And I was always just learning on the job, but I'd never taken the helm, been the visionary leader for any show. I kind of worked in the background uh, most of my sort of medium broadcast career. And so I was like, what do I do? And so I just started, but really it was because there was a gap. There was a hole and a need needed to be filled and I just was like, okay, I'm going to step into it. I mean, it was terrifying. I'd never done a web show, done any budgeting for it. And the process of working on a white paper and, and getting funding and getting all that is a long story, but that's really how it happened. It was just, God spoke. I took a pause. I cried. And I'm like, I'm going to step in and courage and do it. And here we are today. Wow. And, yeah. and what have you seen the show doing? What has been the feedback and the response wow. to See Her Love? Yeah, well, first, I mean, it was a web show to reach sort of millennials and next generation. And now we're on every, you know, platform from, you know, television, podcast, radio, video streaming, YouTube. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. I, you know, I think... Wow. I mean, See Here Love really came out of my heart. I, and I write this in, in my new book, Always Know, that when I was speaking, as you had mentioned, a national speaker, I would speak and, you know, women, men, young people come to me all the time and just say, you know, thank you so much for sharing your story because we have the same, you know, stories. And we didn't know that, you know, we are seen, heard and loved by God. And over and over, Cheryl, it was like, we're not seen. People look at me, but don't really look at me. They look through me. I'm not heard, my voice story doesn't matter. And I don't feel loved by my spouse or by God or by my family. And so, you know, hearing that for 20 years as I've been speaking, it made sense that the show would be See Here Love, that that would be the focus of what we talk about. And I mean, those were hard conversations with young people across Canada to say, you don't feel seen, heard and loved, what? And it was just this reminder, God was like, make sure that you have a platform where you are continually telling that truth that they are seen, heard, and loved. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. And I love what you said about all platforms uh, and how it's just taking shape. And now a new medium. Hello, oh, my everybody. goodness. Hello, everybody. There it is. <laughs> Congratulations on the new book, Always Know. Uh, it's a collection of stories, guys, and learnings. Mm -hmm. from uh, 50 diverse See Here Love guests and friends from as far as British Columbia all the way to New Brunswick. And it's it's so exciting to see the See Here Love brand expand in this way. I'd love to ask you, uh, why a book? Why now? <laughs> you know, it came out of the pandemic last year, Cheryl. You know, we're sitting in the summer going, what is this pandemic going to do for broadcast, for content, for anything. It was really a moment of, we don't know what's going to happen. And I remember sitting with my See Here Love team, we were talking about what are ways to still connect with people? What do we have in our hand already that we don't need to recreate or try to make happen? And one of my team members said, well, we have all of these blogs and devotionals, you know, from six seasons, hundreds of them. Why don't we curate them, collect them and put them together? And from there came a book. And I'm telling you, I mean, I don't know if people know this, but for every show, an episode of See Here Love, there is an accompanying blog and devotional, one or two. 
we have hundreds of blogs. I mean, Cheryl, yours, you know, co-host blogs, guest blogs. And so we put this together and we, we put it together because we were like, we found out in a, in a marketing conference that 50% of sort of young millennials read I mean, I don't say 50%, but what I mean is, is that I always thought they want to engage in two minute YouTube clips or one minute little sound bites. But what we're finding is next generation love to read. They love to read blogs. And so uh, what we are being told is you need to have visual and content that way, but also need written, you know, words too. And so we put it together. We chose the first 50, which is really hard to do, but we chose it based on themes that kept coming up of what women and men were saying, these are the themes that we want you to address. And let's talk about that. A hundred hundred contributions, so many blogs, so many amazing uh, stories and things that have been unpacked, but you chose 50. Mm -hmm. How did you choose the 50? How did you make that decision? I can't even imagine. What do I say? They're my favorites? No, I don't want to say that. They're my favorite people? No. Um, How it happened was we kind of started with themes. So I started with I love this idea that you, you know, are loved and valued by God as a promise. Then I like the theme of being brave, leading well, uh, overcoming shame, choosing joy, living an open-handed life. Those are like seven themes that keep coming up over and over and over again at See, at See Here Love in the show. Or the most response when we do that show, people write in and go, thank you for helping me be brave. Thank you for giving me tools to lead well. So we kind of put those themes in first, those seven. And then we kind of looked at the shows and said, okay, those shows and those blogs work into these themes. And that's really how we chose it. And I mean, here's the thing, you know, I always say this to people. It wasn't like we were like, we need to choose diversity. Let's look hard and figure out who can be in the book or on the show. It's already there. You know, See Here Love has always been about ensuring that we have a diverse panel of ethnicities and ages and thoughts. And so it was really easy to do that, Mm -hmm. but that's how it worked. And it was a really easy put together. I mean, sure, I love it because after every blog, there's a takeaway and reflection and every blog is connected with an episode. So mm-hmm. when they read your blog and they're like, that's amazing, your episode is there and they can watch you talk about it even more, oh, which I think is really cool. unique for a book, right? That every you know blog has an episode connected to it. Oh, I love that. I yeah. love that. Well, listen, I want to, I, I could not have you on this show, uh, on the path, which is really the idea that we learn from one another's journey um, mm-hmm. and that, and that our trials and our storms are our greatest teachers. I have to ask you some, some personal questions because you are, su- you <laughs> have, such, yeah, you have such an incredible life and such wisdom. So Let's let's have some real girl talk, but maybe we'll take a sip of our tea. Let's do that. Yes, let's do that. Let just me just to show that. people. It's mm. the real deal over here with Melinda. Okay, perfect. Mm. I'm sipping some green tea. What do you got? Um, some yummy dark roast coffee. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. So listen, real talk now. So 20 and 20, 2020 and 2021. Mm. What a challenging year. What a hard, hard year for so many people. Um, there's been such loss on every side. Uh, people are you know, struggling with depression, um, have, have lost their businesses, um, their homes. We've had natural disasters already just a couple of days ago uh, in Texas. It's, it's just been a really hard year. Um, and this book always know for me, I feel it comes at such a perfect time to lift the spirit. 
Um, but I'd love to know, what's your hope for the reader of the book um, when you think about what's going on right now and how would you love to see those stories carry forward? Mm, great question, Cheryl. Wow, my hope. So I know this sounds so simple, but we made the book so that the blogs and chapters were short. <laughs> we know people don't have, you know, sort of the capacity for long reading. I've been hearing that a lot. So they're short, yeah. there's strong, powerful reminders of who God is and who they are mm -hmm. with the takeaway and reflection. You know, I think the hope is that people already have been getting people saying, this has been great, Melinda, because it's been busy and I've been really exhausted, but I can access one blog and that's enough for my day. So it's, a, it's, it's really that this book, Cheryl, is about hope, but also forcing people to just pause and ponder and reflect and hopefully take away just one thing. And I'm not saying do it daily. I mean, people are like, well, should I do it daily? I'm like, no, you do it when, when you can. I think the book is also about kindness. Mm. You know, this book is about being kind to yourself, yeah. being kind to others, which I think we really need to, you know, how to dig into, especially in this year. I've had to tell a number of my girlfriends to speak kindly to themselves because they've been so hard on themselves these past yeah. days and weeks. And so I, I really think that this book is about is a kindness book. It's a it's a hope filled book. And it's also just practical tools. I mean, even in your blog, Cheryl, I mean, it's it's like, you know, how to be courageous, what it's going to take in as as you change your mindset, as you step out. So it's really practical and short. And it's not long and drawn out and exhausting to read, but really short. And if you're like, I don't want to read, what's the episode Cheryl's in? I'll just look at that episode on YouTube and just watch her instead. So we're trying to help people access hope and kindness and goodness and practical tools in a very easy way. That's my hope. That's yeah. my hope for the book. So mm -hmm. it, it could, and, and for someone who can only take a, a couple of spoonfuls at a time. Yes. It could be a great daily pick-me-up. It could be a great devotional if they yeah. use it that way. Perfect. So, yes. I love that. So let's talk about you, Melinda. Let's talk about like how you have been working through all of this stuff. So we, as we said, we're living in a really anxiety-inducing time. Uh, you know, we don't need to go through the grocery list, but let's just do a little quick catch-up, shall we? Sure. Uh, global catastrophes, pandemics, racial tensions, natural disasters, uh, election issues, and more. <laughs> as you look over, Melinda, as you look over this crazy uh, time of 2020 and 21, um, so what are some of the biggest lessons that you would say personally you've learned through these really tough times that you could share? Wow, good questions. I'll start with the one I just mentioned about kindness. Uh, there are days I wasn't kind to myself and others. You know, when you get frustrated and you get angry and you feel lost, you tend to lash out with the people that you love the most and are closest to you. Mm -hmm. So I've had to really work that out, Cheryl. I mean, <clears throat> with my husband, Chris, and just how we talk with one another, how we are with one another. And kindness is a big thing as far as just with other people. And then again, kindness to me, like I've been hard on myself. Like, why haven't I, why didn't you, why can't you, why didn't you speak up? Why didn't you take more rest? Like just like hounding myself on the things I haven't done or couldn't do or didn't do. It's not helpful at all, you know? And so I've had to really kind of step back and really speak kindly, speak promises of God, know who I am. Mm. So that's been really important. You know, Cheryl, there's been a lot, I think for me, it's been listening 
You know, I think in that moment when we were going through Black Lives you know, Matter that at that moment last year and, and you sent put out a video for leaders to speak up, say something, it was a time for me, I realized to listen. You know, I speak a lot, I talk a lot. And when I talk a lot sometimes and speak a lot, I don't listen and I kind of move ahead and I'm not hearing what's going on. Mm. And I, you really, honestly, when you did that, it really kind of shook me to say, I need to listen. I need to be engaged, listening, leaning into the issues. What are people saying that know more about things than I do that are in it than, than I am? Mm. And I need to listen wow. uh, and listen intently and then listen with with the purpose of action and doing something. Listening is one thing, but listening without doing is a completely, you know, other thing. So that's been something, uh, more listening. And I think I've had to be more quiet too. I mean, as an extrovert, you know, Myers-Briggs, ENFJ, all the, you know, all the Enneagram sevens, all those things, I'm that level. And so I've really had to quiet myself and slow myself down. That's been hard, but I mean, a pandemic forces you to do that. Yeah. And it's scary show. Cause then you're, you're by yourself and you're with yourself and you're like, do I like myself? Because there's a lot of time with myself. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we're, I we're, needed faced, to, we're faced yes. with ourselves. Yeah. So I did do some self-examination, like what don't I like about myself? Like when I'm sitting here as Melinda without the cameras on, without anything to do, without producing anything, do I like myself? Uh, who am I? I mean, those were, those are some deep, hard questions I was faced with. So I think the learning this year was a lot about, you know, being I just, I just got goosebumps. I literally just got goosebumps <laughs> on that last part. And, and can I just, can we just like, can, can yeah. for a minute? totally unscripted, but the big question, who are we without all the stuff? Yes. Like that gives me goosebumps too, because I think our society and culture, you know, raises up people who produce a lot, who, who can bring value to the world. And what if you don't, what if you're tired and exhausted and you're just tapped out or you're, you're dealing with grief and loss and you just can't do anything. You're feeling depressed. Are you still valuable? Are you still worthy? We know that with God, but for others and society, that's a struggle. I, I think, I will be honest, I think a lot of my life has been about production and doing. I mean, if I can be so honest, like the harvest is plentiful, Cheryl. Workers are few. So if you're a worker, you better work. You better work it. And I get that, but I also think that's been to the detriment of a lot of us as Christian leaders because we have driven ourselves to that. and and not been quiet and listening and leaning into really what God's saying. And what are the needs that really need to be addressed versus everything? Oh. If I can be honest with you about oh, this is such a good conversation. I knew it would be, I knew it would be guys that no one does real talk like Melinda. My goodness. Um, wow. What great lessons you've learned. And I, and I know that we were kind of going through our own list, checking mm -hmm. off going, yep, that's me. Yep. That's me. And a lot of these sort of bigger themes you have in the book as well. I understand that there's seven themes. Is that right? Can you yeah. walk us through what they are and kind of like how they came to be? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first one is know that you're loved and valued by God. I mean, it's shocking. I mean, so many people don't know that. It, it you know, I think when you go and speak, Cheryl, when I've gone and, you know, spoken to women's groups, you know, what comes up with women? 
you know, whether it's trauma or abuse or shame and things. And then that kind of like trickles into, well, I'm not loved or valued. What can I offer with a past I've had? How can I be loved when I have done this or that's been done to me? And so the first chapter is really like, no, you are loved and valued by God in all your brokenness and all your ness you are loved and valued by God. And so that's, it, it's a great chapter where we affirm over and over and over again, you are loved and valued, no matter what you are loved and valued. And that's, a, that was really important for me to ensure that people got that, knew it. And then it kind of was like, you know, rooted down in, into them. And so those, those devotionals are so affirming. Then there's live an open-handed life. People are like, what does that mean? I said, because I am a control freak, Cheryl. I control things. I hold things very tightly. We've had many shows, remember, like what's in your hand being open-handed. And it's the sense of like opening your hand, which is so scary and saying, okay, God, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? And it's like letting go of control and just letting God direct you. I think a lot of us followers of Jesus need to live that way. I think we miss a lot of opportunities because we think this is the right way or we want to control our situation in our life. And God is like, but you don't see the beauty uh, of what I can do when you sort of like just walk out in faith and, and let me do my thing. So I, that's a great chapter about what that means. It's terrifying, but what that means to live an open-handed life. Mm-hmm. Uh, third is overcoming shame and finding hope. Big one. Oh, wow. We talked a lot about that on the show, right? Like shame, man, that has kept a lot of us, a lot of women down from doing the work that God has called us to, to living like a full life. And finding hope, um, you know, as we sort of like work through our shame and finding freedom, then choosing joy and freedom. I think that's been a big one too in our show is that joy is important. You know, choosing joy every day is good for us. It's, it's something that God's spirit, God wants for us to choose joy in every difficult circumstance. And so that's a great chapter on how to do that. And then be brave. That's where your blog is in, Cheryl. And it's just like how to be brave, how to step out in courage, how to kind of let go of fears and, and walk into, uh, you know, opportunities. And then loving your neighbor, big one. This really came out of last year. Wow. In, you know, inclusion, diversity, uh, speaking up, loving your neighbor. Like that's a big chapter where a lot of voices are, are like, this is what we're doing. This is what we didn't do. And now we know we have to, this is what God is calling us to do, how to love our neighbor and then leading well, you know, how to lead well in a time of a pandemic and crisis and how to lead well, how to lead yourself well so that you can lead others. So, I mean, if, if you think about it, these are a lot of the topics that we have talked about for six seasons at See Her Love, but also the topics that women and men have said, these are the ones that we really want resources and tools to do. So I'm really proud of them. I, I resonate with them. I, when I was choosing them, I'm like, oh, these are such good words from so many good people on these great topics. So it, yeah. It's an incredible, that's, that's it's so incredible that there's something literally for everyone uh, yeah. every season of their life, every moment of their life, there's an encouraging word, a wise word found in here. Um, I encourage everyone, guys, we're talking about always know uh, the incredible project coming out of See Her Love with Melinda Estabrooks. It's a collection of inspiring words and stories from all of the See Her Love guests and friends and bloggers. Uh, really something I think every person should have handy when they're going through any of those particular moments in life, right? Yeah. So, so, so perfect. Well, listen, speaking of See Her Love, girl, tearing <laughs> <laughs> it up. Uh, let's talk about it. Six seasons. And Thanks. I have... The privilege of uh, I get to wear OG on my chest. 
Yes. Um, it's so, 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 it pumps me up every time. And I feel like in so many ways, I've watched, I've watched, we talked about uh, earlier, the web show. Um, I remember us just, let's take a little trip down memory lane, sitting at a table, green screen, these sort of manual, uh, automatic uh, cameras trying to pick us up, tons of mistakes, bloopers galore. Oh my goodness. And, and that ugly, that ugly tablecloth that was always wrinkled because I'd have a steamer. In the kitchen set. In the right? kitchen set that was so random and horrible. <laughs> a fan blowing because we were getting hot. Like, and you could hear the whirring. Like it was. <laughs> all of it, all of it. And you know, it's so funny because um, in so many ways, um, also green, didn't know what we were doing, trying to just make it work but you were burning with this sort of God idea, this vision. And, and it, would, it amazed me every time, every season, Melinda, how you always saw the big picture. And we were sort of trying to navigate through the weeds and you're like, it's this way and charge, right? And we're just, we're following you and you're chopping stuff down. And here we are six seasons later and it has grown like exponentially, blowing people's minds. And we're just getting started. Yes. I want, I just want to say that again. You guys don't even know, like, it's just like, God is just, just beginning to yeah. really like all the things you saw in your head are really now coming to pass. I'd love to ask you, like, speak on that. Any, anything we just shared uh, <laughs> and, and where oh. is it going from here? You know, sir, I love that you, you know, you are OG because I mean, how we met was that, you know, we were both speaking at a conference. We didn't even know each other. Yeah. And yeah. somehow in God's awesome way we end up sitting beside each other and started sharing and I remember looking at you going man wow this woman Cheryl has has wow thinking so, the same thing about you actually yeah right we were saying I'll never forget that and then how we you know you came on my podcast way back then and you know wow I sometimes get emotional thinking about it because I can't believe four years later yeah where see here love is at I can't believe just what God has done with this little show. It is still growing, but I, I think it's where it is like, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. But then there's a part of me, Cheryl, that's like, but I can believe it because when God's in it, that's what he does, mm -hmm. right? Because I didn't know how to do anything. This is why I say to everybody, sometimes the best thing is, yeah, make your plans, but then you know what, then let God kind of do all the rest and connection because you know, you can't manufacture some of the things that have happened. I can't manufacture them. They were literally like a person came and said, I heard, or this happened. I was praying Melinda and this is why I'm doing this. Like it's wild. And I think, I think that's what life with Jesus is supposed to be. Like you kind of like make the plans, have an open-handed, you know, have live life open-handedly. And then like God kind of like fill in the rest with people and just things. And sometimes it takes a while. I mean, I was rejected for this show. I would sit on it for three years because I was like rejected in such a painful way when I pitched it. And I was just like, it was a no. And three years later, I got an opportunity to then pitch it back to, you know, Lorna Duke, who was the CEO at that time of Crossroads Global Media. And that's how it happened. But I, yeah, I, I can't believe it. I think that I don't know. It's funny. Somebody was like, what's going to happen in the next couple of years? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I have some idea, but it's scary. But I think sometimes that's the best way. I mean, a lot of what happened in season six during a pandemic honestly came from silence and quiet and God literally downloading ideas, book, you know, a takeover of four, you know, 
people who have never done media to give them an opportunity to take over my chair, you know, coast to coast across Canada, you know, um, series, you know, it just kept going and going. And those were ideas that I never thought of. Contributors as well. And contributors, yeah. And you doing your love to code, exactly. Uh, Contributors too. I mean, these were ideas I didn't even have three months ago, almost going into another season. And it was just like, I'm in a pandemic, God, what do you want? And then it was just like, download, download. So I'm hoping that happens as we go into season seven, but I think it will continue to, you know, be about diverse voices. Um, I've got shows coming up where I've not met any of these people that are going to be on some panels ever. They're Canadians. I've never met them. They've been all recommended. So I love that, that some of these shows continue to be people I don't know. Okay. There's so many great voices, Canadian voices. So yeah, I think that, um, is where I'm kind of sitting right now and saying, okay, God, what's next? Another book? I don't know. Uh, when things open, like a conference, that would be great. Like yeah. Open. The word right there, conference girl. I know, exactly. That's what I'm, I'm hoping and have ideas for, for, again, we've had dreams, you know, Cheryl, that we're sharing stage and doing conferences for women. So that's my dream. And I'm just like, step-by-step, step, day-by-day, being faithful and saying, God, whatever you want, I'll, oh. I'll follow you and go. So, so, so good. Guys, uh, one of the best ways I can celebrate Women's Month is to talk to the girl bosses, the the, the sheroes in my life, and Melinda Estabrooks is absolutely 100% one of them. Um, Melinda, thank you for taking the time. I've got like one more question and then a surprise question for you. Okay. Um, the, the first one is um, just how do we track? How do we track with everything? How do we get a hold of the book? How do people find See Here Love? You, please share all of that. Oh, thank you. Uh, seeherelove.com. And for the book, it's slash always know. So the book title. So seeherelove.com slash always know. You can get the book. You can sign up for our book launch team. You can actually see what episodes every um, author in the book um, is on. And so we've made that available. You can just click and watch their show. We've got downloads for the book. Like so many great things. So seeherelove.com slash always know is pretty much Cheryl, you know, the way to kind of connect with the book, but then YouTube and podcast and Instagram, Facebook, it's all just see here, love, very simple. And you can follow us, write us, DM us, all that kind of fun stuff. And we'd love to engage with you. Great. And what about you, Han? How do we find you? Oh, Melinda Estabrooks. <laughs> yeah. Melinda Estabrooks, Insta, Facebook. Um, that's the best way. Uh, I love getting messages. I, I respond. Like a lot of people are like, is that somebody else responding? It's me. <laughs> I respond. So uh, I would love to yeah, hear from people. And if there's show ideas or guest ideas, that's the best way to kind of connect is, is through Facebook and Instagram with me. Melinda Estabrooks. I don't think there's another Melinda Estabrooks right now in the world. So good. That's <laughs> like my last name, Nemhard. So rare. I love it. Well, listen, it's time for your surprise question. Oh, Okay. Um, and I, I end every podcast with this question. Uh, every okay. guest gets the opportunity to answer. It's a fill in the blank. Okay. Um, just when you, when you reflect on your, this incredible project here of always know, when you reflect on the book, um, all that it means, what your hope is for it to do, just finish the sentence. It's time for what? So it's time for what? And you'll just answer by saying it's time for blank. How many blanks do I get? <laughs> just many, one? As many as you'd like. Okay. Just start with uh, time for. 
Okay, it's time for kindness. I said this to you before, Cheryl, but it's time for kindness for yourself and towards others. Uh, it's time for pause, which for me is self-care, a time to kind of like recalibrate, see how you're doing. Do you like yourself? A time to kind of pause. And then I think it's it's time, it's time for listening, uh, listening as we learn. And then it's time for partying. I know this sounds crazy, but I think even in the middle of a pandemic and it's hard, we need to find the fun and party. I put on my boa. Chris and I, my husband, will dance as he's playing the guitar. Uh, I have parties on you know, Zoom. I know that's eh, but we do what we do. Um, anything to just have fun and party and find those places to just fun scream and dance. I love it. I love it. And now hold on. Cause I didn't, I, I, I didn't, okay, okay. coming up on the rear here. We're <sighs> going to flip it. Oh, okay. Okay. So what is it not time for? What is it not time for? Hmm. Wow. It's okay. That's a really good one. I was thinking about this. And I was like, what is it not time? I mean, there's so many not time fors, right? Uh, hmm. It's not time for sitting back on the sidelines and doing nothing. That whole, it's not time for being a bystander. Okay. It is time in your sphere, in where you are at, it is time to stand, speak up, be an ally. So when I say it's not time to be a bystander, I'm kind of going, it's time for Cheryl. So I kind of flipped it back and I'm flipping back, but it's not time for being a bystander, no more. You you must make a stand, be a voice, extend grace, help. It, there's an It's time now for action. I think more than ever, and I'm getting all riled up now, but this pandemic is really yeah. it, like pointing at us to say, what are you gonna do? Yeah. What yeah. are you gonna do? Because before we were so busy, but like, we're busy doing everything. Yeah. We're too busy to do that and engage. We're too busy to serve, give, speak yeah. up, write about. But the pandemic, I think, has really said, whoa, now I'm going to take everything away. No more excuses. No more being a bystander. Now it's time to go and do. And that's why I'm so proud of you, Cheryl, because, wow, I mean, you were doing it before. But this pandemic, it's like I just saw you rise in all the grief and loss and, and just ugh for you. I have seen you sort of rise up in this place of like, in something I've never seen before. It's like you kind of like Phoenix coming up. And I've, I have really loved seeing you and other women take a pandemic and crisis and just like, wow, take it and, and make something beautiful and wonderful out of it. So I just wanted to say that to you as well. Amen, sis. Melinda, I love you so much. Thank you so, so much. This has been more than I can even ask for, more than I can ask for. And listen, I, I have a personal request. Uh, I usually sign off, but I would love for you to sign off in our See, Hear, Love way for all our listeners. Thank you, Cheryl. Well, for all of On the Path listeners and viewers, always know that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Thank you so much, Melinda. Bye. Thank you so much, Cheryl. 
Wow, that has been a a dream of mine to be able to talk with my girl, Melinda Estabrooks, who is the queen of all interviews. What a refreshing time just turning the tables on her. I want to thank her so much again for coming with us on the path and speaking about her incredible book, Always Know. I encourage you to grab a copy wherever books are sold. Guys, why don't you check out seeherelove.com for all information about the show, the host where you can find episodes and uh, also the book information as well. And guys, thank you so much for liking and subscribing and reviewing this podcast. Uh, Got some great news that we're ranking top 10% globally in our our, uh, space of uh, Christianity, religion and spirituality. It means so much to me, guys. Let's keep it going. We're building it one brick at a time. And uh, until Until then, keep living, keep learning, keep loving, and I'll see you on the path. Thanks for listening. Please like, download, and subscribe. This has been an Exousia Media Production.